Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but there's one thing also I wanted to uh, insert with what you just said, which was, okay, when, when I get married, mm-hmm. I'm going to do all these things. Right. Right? So the 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 problem is this so you're you're so when i get married i'm going to do these things so this is how i'm thinking about it right if at the time of the courtship maybe the your spouse might not your spouse might not be asking you to do the most like you know something that necessarily demands you to be married but because mm. you just don't want to do it you're saying oh no i don't want to do it so but when i get married so when you keep doing that, what mm. you're doing is you're piling up all these things for yourself, for marriage that <laughs> it's like, you can just be honest and say, okay, well, yes, we accord and I do love you. I do care for you. But this thing, I, I just don't want to do it right now. Mm. Don't, say, don't, don't, don't use that. Okay, well. <laughs> well, we're not married. Yeah, we're not married as an excuse because oh, okay. then when you say that. And you are not able to. And do then, what you say. Okay, so you said, okay, yeah. you, okay, and the guy is waiting, okay, when we get married, okay, how about you do that? <laughs> right? And when you get married, you're still like, oh. So basically, don't lie. If you yeah, can't yeah, do yeah, it, yeah. just like, tell them, I, I ain't about to do that. Right. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you don't love them or mm. you don't care for them, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, true, so true. no, I, I, you know, I just don't want to do this right now, mm. right? It's okay. Don't use when I get married, that's an excuse, that's an excuse right? Yeah. Mm. But there are things that you can do when you're married when and you do get married. married mm. correct. Or use it as an opportunity, too, because like they could say, I'll do this when I get married. So as in, like, I'll do it for you, even though they might not be like they use that as opportunity to gain you type thing you know mm, what I mean I see what don't, you're saying yeah. don't uh, use that yeah, as a yeah, yeah. oh I see what you're saying met- yeah as a method yeah. of manipulation yeah. yes right but so I mean and also I, will, I mean she kind of touched more on it what has a marriage taught you that singleness didn't uh, question is like what has singleness taught you like when you were single right mm-hmm. there's different things you knew and then now you're married how what is the new things that you now know type thing that's what I'm trying to Oh, okay. Because marriage is teaching you now. Before you were single, you didn't. You, mm-hmm. Single life was teaching you. So now, oh, what okay. has marriage taught you that singleness during that time you didn't know or didn't? Oh, okay. Believe? Um, I think that marriage has taught me, um, like, a, like a, a a a level of, you know, depth and knowing someone else. Mm. Right. So there's that depth into knowing someone, right? Um, because, you know, when the scripture do make, like, you know, we are to know, you know, Adam knew his mm-hmm. wife, right? There's mm-hmm. a level of intimacy, right? Um, and as a single person, like, those depths of knowing someone, usually we don't get into those depths. It, right. doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter how much you like that right. person. There's areas that, there's still some type of boundary yeah. set. You yeah, you know, know like, you, you know, know, you know, no. yeah, but, you know, marriage definitely has taught me, you know, what it entails to know someone. Because for me, you know, I, I remember some, some of my coworkers would tell me, like, Jeff, like, you, like, you, like, nobody barely knows you. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, like, all you need to know is Jesus. <laughs> you know, but like, <laughs> you're one of those. <laughs> No, no, but no, but I'm saying like, what do you mean? Like, I I talk to you, I'm nice mm. to you, like, but then they, they're like, no, I want to know you. I'm like, they want to know the person. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is me. Okay, what do you want to know? Jeff goes, yeah, this is me. You know, I'm like, Jesus. what do you want to know? I was like, okay, like I'm not saying I'm Jesus, like, but, but everything yeah. you're gonna get out of me, 
It's Jesus. It's Jesus. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go to your little plain thing. If you want to ask any questions, I'm going to relate it to Jesus. <laughs> but then with it, with your wife, everything is Jesus, but the, it's, it's deep. It's more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I know all these other things. Hey there, hey there. Oh, so. man. Hey, man, hey, man. Um, so let's, my next question would be, what are the misconceptions that was said about marriage that you know or have heard before that now you find it not true or you have a more understanding? Um, I think one of the biggest misconceptions in, uh, in which I had heard prior to marriage about marriage mm. is the fact that Oh, after a few months, you get out of your honeymoon phase. Mm. And then I remember one time somebody, because Jeff used to, what were you calling? Oh, Jeff would call me mommy. Mm. And every day, oh, mommy, mommy, mommy. <laughs> but after you get married, you'll see if you'll still be doing, like calling her mommy in a sense of like, you see if you still have that same affection mm. towards her. Um, and I think it's one of the biggest misconceptions because as a... Broken, Christian. yes. As a broken person who is daily seeking the Lord, um, you come to realize that, I come to realize that my husband is just as broken as I am, mm. and we're both seeking the Lord. And the more I'm knowing him and the more God is helping us in our marriage and the more we are both seeking God, I love my husband even more than I did mm when I first met him. I love him even more than I did when we got married months ago, right? So the love doesn't dwindle down, rather it increases because I'm understanding that God is helping us both. God is sanctifying us both. God is working us um, to be conformed to what he has said we should be in scripture. Mm. And if I'm seeing this growth in him, and I'm seeing his weaknesses, and God is giving me compassion to pray for him. Like, all I can do is just look at him and say, I literally, I love you so much. And that is the doing of God. And this I was, see... This was actually, what, I think two days ago, mm-hmm. where we got back from all night. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my goodness, you're my husband. I love you so much. You're freaking <laughs> out. And I'm like, what? what's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like what's going on? Yeah. You okay? And I want to yeah. insert this, though, mm. because it's very, very vital for us to pray for our spouses. And I'm not saying this to just be like, oh, pray. But it's so true because I realize that the more God helps me to pray for him, the more like God works that love in me for him mm. because I'm going to God about him, knowing that God is able to do everything in him that God wills to do. I'm going to God and I'm bringing all his struggles. I'm bringing his weaknesses to God. I'm bringing his strengths to God. And I'm saying, God, help him in this area. God, increase him in this area. God, you know, help me to encourage him. And God, help me to have compassion. Help me to be patient and all these things. And as I'm praying for him and I'm praying for myself to love him. Mm. God is helping me to really, really love him more. So I think one of the biggest misconceptions is the fact that, oh, well, your love dwindles down after a few months and you get get over the honeymoon phase and then, you know, it's just not the same. Mm. I think for us, God has been giving us the grace to just love each other even more. Amen. Amen. Yeah, let me also, let me just add this. So, So for us, you know, obviously... You know, this is a Christian podcast, mm. so we are speaking 
in the light of pursuing Christ. So within the context of our marriage, our example is Jesus. Right. Right. So our standard is Jesus. And, you know, obviously I know that a lot of people probably listening will already have that in their minds that these people are speaking, having that standard being Jesus. So how then are we measuring up to be like Jesus in the confines, you know, in the confines of our marriage? So, you know, all that we are sharing, what we're pretty much saying is this, like our standard being Jesus Mm. and God helping us truly Mm by his, by his spirit to be like Jesus in all these areas, Mm -hmm. you know, that, excites us when we see that we are really growing in these mm. virtues right. that God is yeah. saying, right so that is it so yeah. the more we're becoming like Jesus the more we see that we are actually enjoying marriage yes. the lesser we refrain we resist or quench the Holy Spirit that's when we actually are like, like oh, uh, pointing out yes. each other's mistakes and all that <laughs> stuff you know what I'm saying yes um, so the more you draw near to God your the marriage more. it strengthens your marriage yes. the less you work in the flesh it decrease yeah let god increase and let the, the flesh, flesh decrease, decrease. amen, <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. Uh, what's it called next question did you have any fears before marriage and what were them you want to go ahead love i i think this one you probably i because i mean i was settled <laughs> i mean said, i knew I, what i would <laughs> i mean <laughs> love you know i was settled i was settled you know the moment because i had already you know, said what I needed to say to you before mm-hmm. even we even pursued one another. Right. Yeah. So, um, did you have any fears? I mean, I know you had you had multi, a lot of fears. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you, so, you I hear fears. them. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of them was the fact that I didn't know if my husband would act right. <laughs> I didn't know if I would act right. You know, one of my fears was. What if we get married and then, you know, my I don't because of maybe the way I behave, my husband might say, "Well, I don't want to be with you anymore," mm. or because of that, you know, go out and cheat or something, or I or I might do that because mm. I might be like, "Well, you switched up on me, so <laughs> I don't want to be with you anymore." Um, that uncertainty mm. um, of what's gonna happen really after we stand before God and make those vows. That was one of the biggest fears I had. Um, I think one of the fears I had prior to marriage was the fact that am I making the right choice? Mm. Um, Mainly because of a lot of outside voices. And I think this is very important for us to um, take notice of, that when we're seeking God for something, to make sure that we're really seeking God um, because there will be a lot of outside voices. It could be from your family. It could be from friends. It could be from just your own thoughts. It could be from just how things are looking, circumstances, situations that will make you feel like, okay, am I making the wrong decision? But it's important that, number one, you go before God daily and pray that the Lord will lead you. It's also important that you discuss these things mm-hmm. with your spouse. So, um, if I was making the right choice mm. because of all these, well, people saying this and people having, you know, dreams and people seeing <laughs> things and people just simply thinking, well, you guys aren't good for each other and all these things, right? Mm. So um, that's another one. Um, but 
in all of that, I thank the Lord because really, I know these are some of the things I did talk to him about. Mm. And I thank God because Jeff always had, well, what does scripture say about what you're feeling or what you're going through? And by God's grace, every time we'll pray and every time we'll go into what the word of God says, like God would always give me that encouragement and that reassurance. Mm. Mm. Um, and also to know that marriage is like i'm not in this marriage on my own right it is god that is doing this in me mm. it is god that's doing this in the both of us so if god is really leading us then why must i fear yeah. of these things right because god is not going to lead us into anything that's going to fail mm. so um these are some of the things that helped me through these fears but these were some of the fears i don't know if lovey i might have yeah so because i know one of the things that you guys said you know some time ago is like being Getting married and then your spouse, you know, your spouse dying. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I did. I was fearful of that, too. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, <laughs> if my... That's some. It's, that's really something you can't control. Like It's not something you yeah, really can control. So but like, I've spoken to people, and me, myself, um, where we did this, there's this mindset that's like, I don't want to get married because I don't want to be so attached to someone that owner. and give my life to someone and then they pass away and it's like oh my goodness like mm. i don't know it's just very sad <laughs> right, right. um and i know you know people go through that and mm. i bless the lord because it god gives them grace to get yeah. through it but it was really one of yeah, the things for, that okay. yeah for me i mean i would say like my, because i had the privilege of you know god you know, showing me that, right. you know, I was going to get married to you, you know, and God having enough confirmed it in, in multiple ways, mm -hmm. it made that journey a lot easier, a lot easier for, you. for me, mm -hmm. you know, so, and just to put it out there, like, you know, like, if you seek God, look, God will not leave you uncertain. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and then once you know is God, who knows the end from the beginning? Yeah. Like he won't fail you. Right. God is not like man, right? So that the confidence that God had given me in pertaining to my marriage because God had helped me to really seek him. Right. You know, in his word in the place of prayer years Mm -hmm. And then finally, God is actually working this thing that I had right. seen. Like years God has shown back. me years mm -hmm. back, and yeah. now it's be and then and now I'm about to be like, you know, like God, all these years. <laughs> and I believe that God did it so that, you know, you in the moments, yeah, correct. In the moments of when you're like, you know, because yeah. even though I didn't share the that that multiple confirmations, mm -hmm. of, but like I, I was so confident that yeah. by the grace of God, I was able to say, "No, Lavi, look at what God is doing. Yes. Look at what." And it's so interesting. The moment, every single time, anything will come up, and then I say, "Let's pray." And then the moment we pray, whatever we pray about, the next day that prayer yeah. is answered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it went on for like weeks. Yeah. Almost any, everything. Like, and that's one thing I also want to highlight. Like that's how you also know, like because problems or issues, uncertainties will come up, and then we'll resolve to prayer. And the moment we pray about whatever we need, God will answer that. Yes. And I'm like, let me look. God just answered this. <laughs> and then next two weeks, something else will come up. I said, let's pray. Immediately God, God will it. answer it. So yeah. that, I was like, what else you need? <laughs> right. But yes, though, she kept, okay, she's like, Gideon, <laughs> you know, 
God, let the rain fall on this oh, grass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not let it dry. And, uh, and my God is so patient. You see, yes. that's one thing. Yeah. And then God will do it. Yeah. Like over and over oh, and yeah. over again until God brought it to that place of like certainty. Amen. Yeah. You Amen. know. Yep. So yeah, um, I have two last questions. Uh, yeah, one would be that um, I think I already asked this, or it, it kind of pertains to the first one. But what conversation should be had before I do? Yeah, what conversations should be had before I do? I believe, like, you know, um, you know, I believe John Piper has a very good resource mm-hmm. um, in his like. Um, in his website, you know, where he talks Desiring about God. Uh, Desiring God. Desiring God, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, that was one of the things that we had. You yeah, know, we went across. through that. Yeah, you know, you want to talk about obviously, you know, both parties, like your theologies, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? How, like, both, what's your perspective about, you know, maybe salvation? What is your stance on salvation? What is your stance? Like all these core doctrines, doctrines. oh yeah, right. yeah, definitely. You know, you want to get that those things yeah. solidified yeah. before you know you move you forward. Yeah, you correct. Because you know you don't want to find out at you know after the somebody believes you guys are on yeah a different, different wavelength. Yeah. Somebody yeah. might believe that God is a mother. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, you know, by the beginning, yeah. you guys were shallow. Yeah, right. and that's that's one thing. You know. If you're, oh, God is an angel and all yeah. the other Yeah, so, so you yeah. know, and it's interesting, you know, good point that you brought up. So, if you're pursuing your spouse and you're vaguely talking about God, yeah. right? Mm. You're using God as a, as a, as a, like a, a sprinkle on top. A, a, a promotion. On top. <laughs> yes, correct. This is, this is what you're, you're preparing yourself for. Yeah, no, it's true. So, it, it, don't do that. Yeah. Deal with these core doctrines, doctrines in scripture. Doctrines. Like, don't be ashamed of the gospel right. mm. in your pursuit of your significant other. Yeah, man. If if you're pursuing someone that you're ashamed to talk about Jesus, that's a flag. Mm. Yeah, the red flag. Yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah, let's you're bring the red flags the... back. <laughs> yeah, that's a red yeah, flag. You yeah, spend the rest of your life. With yeah, this and you and you're afraid to talk about the one that you are committed mm. to right. more life. than anything else eternally. In... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a red flag. Yeah, earth. I mean, marriage is earthly. Yeah, gonna, it's gonna end uh, when the you moment, both die yeah, or when one die. Yes. So, but your relationship with God is eternal. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, everything. I'd say everything. Mm. What you should talk about everything. What is your idea? I think this what Jeff mentioned is top priority. It mm. should be the first thing, and then from that, you know, idea of what family is. Mm. I do we want kids? Mm. Um, you know, what is your idea of entertainment look like? Mm. What is just these things? Um, because believe it or not, you know, finances, mm. all these things because. What may be so important to somebody may be very non... Uh, somebody may be indifferent about it. It might not be a priority to them. Yeah, it might not be a priority, priority to them, to but it's a very it's a very much a priority to the next person. Mm. And so for them to have that understanding that, okay, when it comes to this, these are my thoughts. And it may be rooted in how they were brought up. Right. It may be rooted on experiences they had. And all these things, um, their health must be talked about, mm. right? Because then, you know, they ought to know this person has this chronic condition, mm. you know, like I I will be there to be helping them with these things because there's a lot of marriages that when somebody gets sick, they just, they yeah. leave. Like, yeah. oh, I can't do this. I can't take care of you for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm gone. 
Um, and all the deep conversations that you don't want to have, I believe, ought to be had. Mm. Um, you know, but you want to also be very mindful to keep each other's conscience clear, right. right? Because the idea of even, you know, sexual pasts, I think, is something that should be talked sure about. Um, but like I said, keeping each other's conscience clear so mm. you're not... You know, ending up talking about <laughs> things you shouldn't be talking right. about. Um, but, yeah. you know, all these things are very important to talk about prior to. But I think it should also, and these things come up as yeah. you are seeking to know one another. Like the conversation may be shallow in the beginning, but as you get closer, you get more deep. serious, more intimate, like these things. Yeah, and also be intentional Inti- about, yeah. about these things. About yeah. these conversations, yeah. Amen. Uh, so this is last to s- my last question, or oh, at least... I have one more question after this, but this one I'll ask because it's, it's in a written stuff that we wrote, or I wrote to send to you guys mm-hmm. about. Um, is most Christians or worldly people are scared of the question, like, what if my spouse doesn't satisfy me sexually? Or mm. uh, the, the spice? Yeah, basically that. Yeah. 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 So the question is like, okay, well, when I get married and I'm, you know, in terms of like being intimate with my wife, mm-hmm. you know, in the area of having sex, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, what if my spouse doesn't satisfy me? Right. All right. Um, I, so the way I answer this question is just like, cause a lot of, actually, sorry to cut you. Like a lot of Christians have this like type of worry because you know, we can't do it before, right. you know, worldly people, they just be yeah. out there right. uh, in the How streets. Do I know if good? How do I know what <laughs> yeah, to do? Yeah. But, as believers, you know, we don't have that option to <laughs> test drive the whip before right, you get in right. there. You know, and the interesting thing <laughs> but, 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 you know, but, you know, but he's, th- Nate is thinking, you know, and, and this is how the world will think. Right. You know, but he's he's thinking in that light to give us a perspective yeah. of mm-hmm. what these mm-hmm. people are thinking. Right. You know, but then for us, we know that God made these things. Right. And the, and the feelings attached mm-hmm. to these things, like it is from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know that God giving us this time to ask him to give us that examen is better than you actually rebelling against God who gives these things and going out and doing it. And then you find out that, oh man, I, you know, there's nothing in this one. Oh, there's nothing. Not knowing the devil is actually trying to still kill and destroy you, right? With these things that God has actually giving man to enjoy right the devil can use these things you know uh to destroy your life so Mm -hmm. for us because we know that god gives these things purposely Mm -hmm. made these things it's so like god gave us that opportunity to constantly ask him and we still ask god god you will make it you did this you know how like what points to hit how excited (laughs) it is right so we know god is the one that does these things so Mm -hmm. we are constantly asking god yeah you know, and, and that's the joy for us because yeah. he, we would not know that such a thing exists if God didn't intend Do for that, it yeah. to be. So mm-hmm. having the access to God to ask him even pertaining to that area of intimacy 
oh man, that's the most blessedness. You know, <laughs> you know it's most like blessedness. You know, it's like it's like think about it like this. Enjoy like the having life of your youth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like for instance having Proverbs, like uh, what is it? Oh, man. Proverbs. Uh, pro- <laughs> and then gonna watch this. Let's call Daniel. He and Daniel want to both of y'all. You know, He's gonna hurt us. Oh. Yeah, no, but but um, I guess maybe mm. I can say this at the end. You know, when you give us that opportunity to like you know close, close up. Yeah. You know um. So yeah, but yeah, um, I, I would say like having the privilege to go to the one that made, Amen. Yeah. you know, this intimacy, level of intimacy right. is the best thing for us. Yeah, you know? going Amen. before God is definitely one. And also understanding that you're not doing, like you're, understanding that you're to please your spouse. Like I'm being intimate with Jeff because I want to please him. I want to satisfy him. Mm. And him doing the same thing because he wants me to have that satisfaction. He wants me to be pleased. So even in that, communication is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe communicating, you know, Lovey, this, you know, this feels good or this doesn't feel good or you do this that, you know, doesn't really make me feel this way or does make me feel this way and so on and so forth. So, by all means, definitely, 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 definitely go before God. And like this, you know, we go to we go before God for many other things. You know, our intimacy, our sex is not outside of that. Mm. We ought to go before God because for it is that God too. that created. Amen. So, and then along with that, communicating with each other and being selfless in this mm. in this um aspect. Amen. Amen. And uh, the, I'm not going to disappoint Daniel. The Proverbs is Proverbs five eighteen. Let your fount, let your fountain be blessed and enjoy and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer and a graceful doe. Let her breast. Other <laughs> <laughs> men love this verse. Fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Amen. 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 All right, Daniel. Uh, one of our brothers, he loved this verse. So we just, we just wanted to make sure we get it Shout right. out to Daniel. <laughs> but uh, so last question. Uh, so when you were preparing for marriage, I remember <laughs> you used to always mention, I'm look, I want a Proverbs 31 woman. Yes. So your advice for young men that is seeking marriage, and then we'll come to you for your advice for young woman that seeking marriage uh so go first and this will be the and then if you have any last remarks you could also go ahead so it should all right so should i answer should i after the question then we can yeah after the give, question okay all right all right so yeah so what advice would i give to young men you know that are um seeking marriage first of all i would like my obviously you no know, let your relationship with jesus be the of be the most essential thing in your life mm. all right let your relationship with jesus be the most essential thing in your life right your pursuit of jesus go after jesus hard you know and i want to encourage like you know don't no don't don't leave no nothing back like really go hard after christ um that's one thing number two um I would say to know what the scripture says about mm. marriage, mm. you know, to know what the scripture really teaches about marriage, because that is what is going to give you the right perspective of marriage so that your heart can really follow after that. Because 
you know, having the right perspective, the scriptural perspective of a marriage will excite you to go for to go for it. Mm. You know, once you learn about marriage according to the scriptures, it does not discourage you from marriage. It actually prepares your heart to really want mm. what God that that gift of marriage, right? Mm. Um, so know what the Bible says about marriage. And number three, also, um, um, number three, pray for your significant other who God would want you to marry. Mm. Yeah, pray for them also as well. Um, so I, I think that would be, you know, go hard after Jesus, know what the Bible says about, you know, and then pray for a significant other. Amen. Yeah, I think for um, ladies out there who are wanting to get married, um, go hard after Jesus. <laughs> know what the scripture says. Pray hard for your significant other or your soon-to-be significant other. Um, and really take time to observe the man in which is pursuing you towards marriage right because this is the man that's going to be leading you this is the man that's going you're going to be following the man that you're going to be supporting the man that God has called you to be a help meet mm. to whatever God has called him for um, so you must know what God has called him for. You must know what God's will is for his life. And then you must pray that the Lord will give you grace and strength to support what God has called him for because your job is to be his helper in what God has called him for. Um, so by God's grace, that is something that I knew what God has called me for prior to that. And I pray every day that the Lord will help me to be a help me. However, um, the reason why I say um, in the beginning, which he also mentioned, is to go hard after Jesus because you must know Jesus for yourself. And I think one thing that is very common for women specifically is to live off of your husband's spirituality. Mm. And because my husband is very much in tune with the Lord, I'm living off of his spirituality with God and I don't have a personal relationship with the mm. Lord. And so um, I think it's important for you yourself as the woman to have a personal relationship with God. Yeah, and I don't mean to cut you off, but even in light of like what should you, um, you know, the advice you're giving, you know, someone might say, well, I want a godly man. Mm -hmm. So in wanting a godly man, mm -hmm. that is that is to say that, well, my husband is going to be godly, so I really don't have to, you know. Exactly. Or my, my wife, I want a, a wife that prays. Right. So when so I, I don't really yeah, have yeah, I to don't have prayer. to pray. Correct. Right. Yeah. So um, we want to actually have a relationship with the Lord. Yes. You know. So um, both um, you personally have a relationship. Correct. Yes. Oh. And um, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> and actually, I, I I have that kind of I, I well I kind of I have that mindset, but not that mindset at the same time. <laughs> like I have the mindset like I want someone who. Uh, pray so when I'm being like in my weakness, they can stand and pray. Yeah, for and me. encourage you to pray. Yeah, because if we're both in uh, <laughs> the weakness, then we're both we our household will be weak. Right, right. <laughs> for no, the devil to penetrate true. and destroy, you know, whatever we have going on. But if if I'm weak, like you know, because we all get weak. There are times uh, of yeah, so 
I want to know that my wife is, you know, praying for me and interceding. And then when I when I see her, she's not reading or then she's uh, then I pray for her. So yeah, yeah so, so, so have a rela- both has to have a relationship, correct? Yes. Deep yeah. relationship yep. with Christ. Yeah, but yeah. to assume that whenever you're weak, your wife must be strong praying for you. That that in itself is faulty. No. <laughs> You pray pray that God will always give you a place. No, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, I want a wife that also has her own relationship with Christ. Not just like a meany one, but like a really strong, tangible relationship with Christ. Where if that case comes, I'm not saying that has to be the case. But I'm saying, if it comes to that, then I know. You know, yes. our household yes. is there. Yeah. Yeah. We have we have some angels walking around. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. 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 yeah, but uh you know so for my closing thoughts, you know, for in respective to our marriage, you know, um what I would like to say, and I don't think that Nate probably asks this question, but you know, one thing that I have noticed mm. in my marriage is um the and I was trying to make the point, you know, um, I believe with one of the prior questions is that um, I I'm now becoming more aware of my wife' unspoken commitments prior to marriage that she held on dearly to. Mm. Okay, so think I'm to explain. Yes. So what that looks like is this. Before we got married, she was committed to certain things that it's not necessarily bad. Mm. For instance, like, you know, maybe she's committed to um, a certain group of sisters. Mm. She's committed to a certain a certain type of people in her life. Right? That those things though they are good is priority mm. in a lot and and those things once you come once you know her you are to you are to know them already right so these are she doesn't have to tell you for you to know that oh okay this is a commitment. yeah this is a commitment that my spouse have so what i do is that okay well we we try to work together mm. you know um but then those unspoken commitments of my wife, the depthness, the depths of it, right? To as to how deep those commitments are, you know, those commitments, I believe, needs to be talked about. We should, like the commitments of your spouse to whatever you might see that they are committed to. Mm. Don't let those commitments be unspoken let like let you need to understand the level of that commitment because once you get married your wife's commitment is to you and your commitment is to her this takes priority over many many other you know commitments yeah so you know make sure that those commitments that you guys are both committed to Mm -hmm. you know are being spoken about right. and understood that hey you know yes I know that you're committed to this but once we are married you know um, God has a commitment for the husband mm. to be committed to and the wife 
having I've gone through all these things, is prepared to push forth that which God has called the husband to. Mm. So in other words, like your mm. husband, your husband becomes that priority. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And your wife, verse. And, and your wife yeah. becomes, becomes that priority. priority. Correct. Does that make like sense? Like we become each other's priority. Correct. So you might have commitments elsewhere that you're so you are so giving Given over to. to yeah. But then once you get married, now the priority becomes my wife. Mm. The priority becomes, you know, mm. and I know that what I'm trying to convey here might seem like, okay, well, we all know that. We also know that. But no, it's not demonstrated most of the time. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. So make sure that whatever unspoken commitment that you're committed to, mm. you know, during those courtship period is well understood by both spouse. Mm. And that when you guys get mm. married, they understand that as vital as those commitments are, it does not somehow overseed. Yes. Yes. Her or you. Okay, yeah. Right. Because what that might come off to be will be, okay, well, you are not worried about My needs. M- me. Yeah. You are worried about them. X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. But then it's like, oh, but you should have known. That I have I, to take care of this. I was committed mm. to this when you came. So why now? Mm. You know, but make sure that the depths of those commitments are being communicated and those commi- those those commitments are being put in the right perspective so that when yeah. you get married, it won't be something that you both have to wrestle. Oh, no, you mm. have to prioritize what God is doing here. Oh, but no, I'm already committed, right? And those... Um, yeah. Amen. Okay. So, I get what you mean. Yeah, so yeah. prioritize. Uh, wow. Wow, you know... Uh, within the marriage, prioritize each other. Uh, yeah, correct. Amen. So, um, thank you guys for joining us. Um, that will be all that we have to share with you guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, and I want to point this out. You know, marriage relationship was made by God. 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 There we go. <laughs> all right. Have a blessed day. Uh, God be with you guys. Amen. Amen.